0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. I uh, just wanted to uh, kind of delay the start of the show a little bit um, for the USA versus Chile game, which is uh, still tied 1-1. to Is the uh, extra time over? Is that the final in that yeah, one, Harry? finished 1-1. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, we got that all wound up 1-1. to uh, Did you have a chance to catch much of the match? I, I know you were kind of running around before we uh, did the show this evening.
1: Yeah, we got uh, we got home from uh, AJ and Anna's soccer practice, and um, I missed the goals because I guess both of them were in the first what ten minutes, and you know, had it on the background. And you know, it was, they did all right. Uh, you know, Chile's a, a pretty good team, and it looked like that they had some of the main players there. So I think uh, you know, as U.S. fans, they should be. Uh, happy with the result um obviously you want to win but it's a friendly and one one um only concern is but mckinney got hurt last uh preseason friendly and pulisic went out early this one here with uh um, you know a leg injury or, or quote quote unquote lower body injury uh, for using safc terms so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully it's just precautionary and nothing anything major especially uh you know, for uh, Dortmund fans, you know, because they got you know a, a big match coming up. I guess against your team uh, in the next week or two. So yeah, so
0: that'll be out.
1: A- so and no, a I, lot I, of I never battling allergies, so
0: you know, if you look at me, <laughs> and my
1: eyes are all swollen and you know, runny nose. I, you know, I apologize, but the uh, trees are kicking cedar my ass.
0: season, man. Go get that steroid shot. I know that's what I got to do every year. Because yeah, yeah, they kick my ass too. Yeah, I just go get those steroid shots, but. We'll battle through it. We'll battle through it. The show must go on. Um, Obviously, uh, San Antonio FC going to get into. um, But kind of as always, man, we like starting with uh, the lower league stuff. Um, And I I think this week we're going to focus primarily on uh, high school a little bit uh, with the playoffs and by district and all that starting here for uh, San Antonio regions. Uh, but first and foremost, do definitely want to mention uh, a couple of UPSL matches that are uh, taking place tomorrow evening. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, you've got uh, Samba taking on the runners and uh, kind of a, an El Clasico of, you know, the two original UPSL teams, I, I guess you could say here uh, in San Antonio for their preseason friendly. And that one is uh, tomorrow evening over there at a Wheatley Heights Sport Complex, correct?
1: yeah that's correct uh we went out last week and saw um samba um play it was a, you know they broke it up into three 30 minute uh, halves and uh guerrero's fc uh you know i think took it to him in the really the first 30 minutes and um two and three you kind of see the depths you know uh, of samba uh kind of warm down and you know it was um as i mentioned uh t- on twitter to uh Coach Gianna, there was a lot of uh, loud communication going on in that <laughs> first 30 minutes until they found out the uh, proper lineups and, and and stuff like that. Positioning, so, but, uh, yeah, it was, and it was their first time, and, and you could see some of the uh, you know you know you know some of the you know rust need, needing to be you know, knocked off and, and some of them are, you know, returning players, mm-hmm. um, but it's a new season. You got, you know, I'm assuming different tactics or at least a little bit different tactics. So, uh, but you know, you and I were out there, it was, it was an entertaining, you know, a little bit of rain yeah, um, popped up out of nowhere, but uh, you know, I thought it was, it was a fun night and, you know, Samba always puts a puts on a, a good crowd. And, and like said here, uh, uh, you know, hats off to the, you know, Guerrero's players for a, uh, uh, you know, staying out there and 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 you know helping you know Samba you know learn sure. learn learn the game and and get their get their stuff done because uh, you know you could see the difference kind of in the in the second thirty minutes compared to the, the first one where um, if I was honest I, I would think that the Guerreros were, were probably the better team that that first you know at least the first twenty minutes
0: sure sure. Yeah, and as you mentioned, kind of knocking the rust off a little bit. Uh, we did see, you know, several players uh, out there on the field that we recognize, you know, from previous seasons and everything. So uh, good for somebody to get that that core group back. You know, it's got to be a little bit difficult uh, in this lower league soccer you know just to kind of maintain those rosters I would think with just you know real life stuff that people go through and I I know towards the end of the the season last season uh, struggled a little bit you know with just trying Mm -hmm. to get players available to the games yeah and a lot of that was due to the rain and and stuff like that but you know I think it really says a lot about an organization when you have so many returning players um, just about you know coaching and and everything else so good to see those guys back Uh, so we'll have uh, Samba and uh, the runners there at we. Height sports complex at 7 p.m. i believe right if we didn't say the time already uh seven or eight yeah if, if, i want to lean it's eight o'clock uh, uh more or later uh
1: if, if memory serves me correct
0: gotcha and then also too though uh we've got another matchup uh here in the upsl uh with the corinthians um taking on northwest vista tomorrow evening as well over there at uh their facility um sure i don't even know what to uh 999 <laughs> shadow mist kind of over there in leon valley i guess would be the best way to describe it
1: yeah and, and uh the uh Samba runners is at eight uh, you were right as a, as a, as a, mm-hmm. free admission and parking free admission and parking yes
0: but um what do you uh where's the the uh corinthians versus um northwest
1: vista and northwest vista was at that uh you know the the shadow mist and i want to say that was Uh, on their flyer they just said come out and enjoy but they don't list a time at olympus Sucker complex so we'll have to follow up on the time because on their on their flyer, they list the date but not the time. So
0: I see what they so did there. They generally have it a little better. Here, yeah, Olympus Soccer Complex. I I see what they did there with that. Uh, so Olymp- Olympus Soccer Complex. We'll have to remember that that's uh, the reference for uh, their facility. But so so a couple more preseason games going on, kind of uh, in the UPSL before the regular season gets underway. Um, you know, a couple teams uh, in the heart already uh, have played a couple of matches uh, looking like uh, Round Rock and, and some of the teams from Austin primarily um, were the ones already competing. So, so far, uh, n- no actual matches played in the regular season, but we'll keep you guys uh, in the loop for that one. Uh, but um, as we kind of mentioned at the start of the show. A quick question on that. Yeah. What do you think about the
1: uneven start to the schedule? And I understand practice facilities and stuff. Um, but having a team play what two three weeks earlier than than
0: than another team
1: it doesn't do anything like but- that
0: don't like. I mean, it, it can't do anything but help San Antonio, really, because it kind of gives you at least a little bit better idea of maybe you know some of the competition out there and just kind of almost the score to beat, so to speak. You know, I mean, if, if you want to look at it that way, but I mean, I, I think you know, there's probably no way to. I really look at it a
1: different a different way, especially on the early matches. So if you get you I believe it's if it, I believe it's uh, the runners that play round rock like that's already played a game or two, two, ha- you know, having having somebody that's played already a couple of games, like, I think that gives them a slight advantage early in the season, you know, while the runners are still trying to, you know, figure out things a little bit. And, and I know it's one game, but, you know, as, as we've seen in the standings, especially if, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't have the great run that uh, the runners had last year, um, every point counts. And, and, uh, and, you know you know you go back to thunder they you know bernie thunder they lost what you know right at the death mm-hmm. um and missed the playoffs you know by gold just, just i think it was gold differences or you mm-hmm. know points something along those lines to me you know if you're if it's a packed conference uh, that you know that could give a slight advantage you know to the teams that have already played you know a game or two and, and i know it's real small but I, 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 to me personally, I, you know, I like seeing you know, you know, having an opening week where you know everybody has, and you can kind of highlight the week as opposed to the staggered start, but. Um, I know lower leagues and, and, you know, facilities and stuff like that, you know, a lot of it has to go into that.
0: For scheduling, sure. No, but that that is a good yeah. point. You do get a chance kind of to at least get some game minutes, and, and that has a little different feel than, you know, these preseason scrimmages and stuff like that. So we, uh, we'll we definitely have to talk to Matt, but I, I'm sure that's going to be just kind of the response that we get from him is, you know, it is what it is to a certain extent with the scheduling. For, yeah,
1: it's, I don't think there's nothing he can do. I just, yeah. you know, to me it's one of those things as – you know, you know, because it could be that, you know, you know, and, you know, it also gives, you know, on the flip side, you know, Samba and the runners could possibly go up and scout and, you know, see tactics in a, in a live action or watching on my Cujo. Yeah. Um, you know, on there. So it gives them a little bit of scouting as far as tactics. But, you know, to me, soccer is not like football where, you know you really hone in on the other team's side of really more on
0: yourself yeah yeah no that's a great point for sure for sure so, so that's going on that was in the interesting pop yeah no I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah that is kind of a weird uh start for their season or whatever but um so we got those matches going on tomorrow um but as we kind of mentioned i definitely wanted to get into the uh, high school scene here a little bit um with their uh by district playoff starting um uh, basically the the regular season wrapped up for the boys um i'm, I'm gonna be following nisd and any just kind of geographically um, so NISD ended up with uh, Jay number one, uh, Marshall number two, Warren number three, and O'Connor number four. Um, Jay took the number one seed there, and uh, NISD man, and uh, that that original kind of invitational tournament that we saw. Um, unfortunately, that was like one of the only teams with the games that they played that I missed. Um, but you know, I remember watching them last season, and uh, you know their coach is a is a pretty smart guy. Um, I mean, I. Kind of had a feeling they might be a team to watch this year. Uh, so for them to win d- their district and everything is is pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, uh, Marshall, Warren, and O'Connor have all kind of been playing pretty well here all season long. Uh, no real surprises mm-hmm. there. And then uh, in NEISD, you had Lee, Johnson, Reagan, and MacArthur kind of finishing out those uh, top four seeds. So even really and truly in, the, uh, in any ISD, I, I don't know if there's really too many surprises there with the uh, teams that are going to be represented. Uh, for the playoff matches this week, you've got Warren versus Johnson on Thursday, March 28th at 7.30 mm-hmm. p.m. over there at Blossom on the, uh, the grass fields, not at the main stadium. Then Reagan uh, versus Marshall will play uh, Friday the 29th at Ferris at 6 p.m. Uh, which should be another good game. But you, sir, uh, mentioned that uh, you're going to be heading out to Jay vs. MacArthur on Thursday at 7 over there. MacArthur uh, at the Northside uh, Still side 1, yeah. Yeah. Thursday at 7, yeah. So we should so, have yeah.
1: a ton high school news to
0: <laughs> talk about next week yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot to try to keep up with and, and. You know the thing that you got to keep up with is we'll probably have, um, but we'll we'll probably have because they play the by district this mm-hmm. weekend, the 20th through the 30th, and then April 1st and 2nd, which is Monday and Tuesday, they play the area before they go to the regional qualification. So they really kind of jam pack three matches in really in a week because you got you know by district this weekend, Monday, Tuesday for the area, and then the regionals. Uh, uh, quarterfinals on you know next weekend you right know, the fourth through the sixth so um there will be a lot of action fast and, and furious and it it will uh it will be be interesting here um it does look like though if if they do get past the opening weekend here um it looks like here that uh, the air, the teams will be going down the, It looks like here it says brownsville sports park uh-huh. So I'm assuming that's where the uh, regional quarterfinals um, will be, or maybe it's just the semifinals that that'll be down that far. But uh, um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out as far as once once they get that far um, for the.
0: Yeah, yeah, and what teams are left? You know, obviously, we just kind of mentioned a few of the squads that, you know, took the top four. Uh, Clemens still in it, you know. Um, So uh, also some schools here from uh, San Antonio uh, on the south side. And uh, who? uh, what teams are going to be representing uh, San Antonio here in the state playoffs from uh, some of the other school districts besides the NAISD and NISD?
1: Yeah, so in the 5A um – looks like here that you got southwest versus edison
0: mm-hmm.
1: um what's kind of odd about that one is uh southwest is 15-7 and 1 and edison is 5 and 13 so um, <laughs> kind of a 1, one seed those, versus
0: kind of, an 8 seed there yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so but that that's the fight you get that in a little bit in the smaller schools uh, smaller smaller schools to where you know especially if they're facing a lot of 6a schools in the preseason right they need a lot of quality wins, but when it comes to uh, conference time or district time, if if they can get you know finish what you know I think it's what top four make it right exactly. So you can get some of these you know, district odd records that are you know. yeah. No, that's a good point. So that, and then you got one year. Uh, uh, it says San Antonio. I'm trying to see uh, versus Memorial, uh, and then Alamo Heights Southside, and then Bernie Champion and McCallum. And then on the south there, you got Kerrville, Tybee, and Travis, Brackenridge, and Harlan, which is a new school that'll probably be going to six A next year. Um, you know, they're they're out on Tally Road, out where I, you know, out, out on our side of town, first Brackenridge, um, and then Harlandale on the south side, and then you know, I think Jefferson's also um, through there. But, but yeah, it's it'll there'll be quite a bit of action coming around here. Yeah, a lot of um, representation
0: in five A as well, not just six A. So. Yeah,
1: so. You know, for you know, for the men, and that's not even talking about the ladies um, as well. Although, um, when I was looking at third brackets, it didn't show all of them completely filled out. Uh, I know, uh, looking at the six A, Clark and, and Churchill uh, will face mm-hmm. off, uh, Reagan and O'Connor, and Clemens uh, and Bowie, uh, Johnson and Taft, um, for there, uh, and Brandeis and Lee. Uh, seem to be the big ones but there's still i think there's still a district that's still out because there's still a couple of tba teams sure i'm um, still waiting to be sorted to, you know and i think that's probably going to be more up in the new Bronfels area austin area um for there
0: yep so even on the girls side man tons of representation so we'll be trying to keep up with uh, everything uh <laughs> kind of like you mentioned uh it's going to be a ton of action to try and just uh Keep up with uh, every single team and every single game, but we are definitely going to be making a huge effort to get out there, and uh, or at least I know I am because I high school soccer playoffs always kind of just gets me fired up a little bit. So uh, I'm excited to uh, be so able to So
1: here's a question here for you. Uh huh. Out of the teams, we'll do six a one. You know, boys or you know boys and girls. Um, which one do you anticipate will go the furthest for San Antonio? Mm-hmm. The San Antonio, the San Antonio teams. teams, not not yeah, not to make not Capel you know, and Ali Faleisi in yeah, <laughs> <All> your Houston,
0: <laughs> not, not the one that's hard, you know. <laughs> I saw the picture viewpoint you going, hey. <laughs> No, that was uh, yeah, getting to go uh, chill up there in Capel. You know that's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough, man. Um, you know, I like Warren. I, I think Warren, uh, obviously Isaiah Simeon, putting up a ton of goals this season. Uh, Caleb doing a great job uh, there in the keeper uh, a lot of shutouts you know a lot of one goals loud games um, so I, I think I, I definitely think they're going to be a tough team to beat obviously Jay has just proven that they, they have a lot of heart they're not going to give up you know um, man if I got to just take one I, I don't want to cop out on this and just kind of you know take the easy route here with oh well Lee, I'm O'Connor, taking Clark for the girls Okay,
1: and I'm taking Lee
0: Leave for the guys. All right.
1: I think I, think I was the one right. I think uh, – hold on. For me. Just make sure. You closed out the boys.
0: <laughs> Come on, Harry. You've done research on this for like two weeks, man. You don't have like your pick locked in and, and stats to back that up and everything. Uh no, I
1: wish I did, but uh, yeah, I'm almost positive it's Lee. didn't end up winning their
0: yeah. They, I mean, they won their their division. So yeah, yeah, I'm going with Lee. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, because they only had two losses. So I'm going Clark on the girls and Lee on the boys. And
0: you're just it's going best record, that. huh? <laughs> just picking the team well, with I've the best seen record.
1: Both of them play. I've seen both of them play, and I haven't seen all teams. Sure. Um, you pick. You picked Warren, um, and Warren, you know, you know, Warren's got the two, you know, is very, very, very good. But you know, like so here, I think Lee has that that, that little bit special for the you know I think a match and a half that that I've seen mm-hmm. him play. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked him, and you know. <laughs> It's just one, you know, it's shot in the dark, you know, who knows how the kids are going to show yeah,
0: up Yeah, yeah, and they all have special, you know, we, and,
1: and stuff like that. So
0: We talk about uh, some of the kids we know, you know, that just uh, kind of we see and stuff like that, follow their on social media. But every single one of these high school teams probably has two or three players, you know, at least that are going on to play. At the uh, collegiate level, and are capable of doing some pretty amazing things. So I'm just excited to watch. Um, I'll have more of a prediction after uh, after this week, let's say, than when we see these original original games. So, but uh, you know, like I said here, they, you know,
1: we, we we put it we put it we put it up here. But uh, I'm sure I'll get some. Uh, you know, friendly male, uh you know, hot takes from from the Warren accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let him know that right
0: now. Hey, at mean Cool, just say, <laughs> he's taking <Warren> league. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. They've been more than awesome. With us um,
1: I think, they'll, I think they'll go deep. I just, I just think that, you know, I think league, you know, and, and looking at the, you know, the paper they've been rated as one of the highest teams, you know, you know, in the, uh, in the area. But, uh, It'll be interesting to see how the matches come up.
0: <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Um like I say, I'm just excited, can't wait for uh, some high school uh playoff soccer. Um, hopefully uh, bring a little bit more excitement than uh, what we've had kind of from our USL side here it seems like recently. Um you know, I, I I guess we're ready to kind of get into San Antonio FC now or are you are you ready to take on this uh this beast, this elephant in the room?
1: It's It'll be an interesting comp topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can just start off kind of uh, with their matchup uh, versus Colorado Springs, obviously uh, not the result that anybody wanted now, uh, three games into the season with one point, you know, not really how we had anticipated uh, the beginning of the season to go, Um what were your thoughts? Let's just walk through the uh, the matchup there in Colorado Springs. You know, obviously Cardone having a, a really big game and, and stepping up and making those big saves that you, you really expect him that he's capable of that we saw from him, you know, time and time again on uh, the previous two seasons. He kind of had that match um, that I feel like he really needed. You know, we were kind of talking about it a little bit before the show, um, just that confidence booster and everything uh, before going into uh, Austin, which we'll get into in a little bit. You know, what were your thoughts on Cardone's performance and and how important it was for him just to kind of step up and play like he did? I thought it was huge.
1: Uh, I think him and the defense needed, and I thought they deserved a clean sheet. Um, You know, Colorado Springs switchbacks, you know, are extremely tough in Colorado. In fact, uh, you know, through the history of San Antonio, they've only scored one goal and they've never won. Um it was very windy. Um you could see that on, on the conditions and you know, it's just a tough environment and, and you know, like I said here, it's you know, there was no Billy Forbes, which I think in hindsight played a little bit into it, but um it just you know it was the defense stepped up and the offense was wasn't there. It, it really it really wasn't and you know, I don't know if that had to do with, uh, you know, Jameson, uh, who was filling in for Forbes being, you know, being uh, subbed off at the 18th minute and um, Restrepo uh, came on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was it, you know, it was, and um, that was the only sub that they made too. So, you know, they, they went out and... I don't want to say that they parked the bus, but you know, if you look at the stats here, you know, you know, they only had about forty-one percent of the possession and fifty-nine. You know, rounding up went to to Colorado. Uh, normally, we're like, hey, they're an offensive team. They only had nine shots on goal, which is the lowest you know that they've had all year. Um, it was just you know, and you know, to me, it was the worst game that Lance Langs. Has played and you know that I've ever seen, and this goes back to some of the, his his time in the NASL with North Carolina, with Edmonton. You know, it was just it was he just had you know he couldn't pass the ball at all. It, it seemed like and you know bad first touches, and it just
0: you know it just off night. It was just it was just an off night. That's man. uncharacteristic of Lance. I mean, in every match he's ever played, you could tell he was
1: frustrated, and I don't know what caused it. But, you know, you know, there was a couple of times where, you know, him, you know, you know, he just had the, you know, the arms up going, you know, and but yet there was no subs, you know, that's, you know, that's the thing that kind of frustrated me. And I think it's going to be my theme and, and, you know, like except here, you know, we got, you know, conversation later on, um, you know, from a tweet from Chris Hockman, you know, you know, you know, old, old guy that I uh, hope he's doing well in Florida. But uh, just I, I don't know what to make of the team right now. It was just, you know, first first week we're like, hey, even last week we're like, hey, they're an offensive team. If you look at the numbers, if you look at how they played, it was like last year again.
0: Yeah. And and let's take a look at that tweet. Um, I've got it right here. I'm going to pull up uh, Monday, San Antonio FC analytics review. 41% possession is not enough to have a meaningful share of the ball. Despite dominating in the air, 67% of aerial duels won, which is surprising in my opinion, because we don't really have a whole lot of size on the team. I figured aerial duels was going to be one of those areas that we continue to struggle um, Colorado Springs killed SA on passing accuracy, as you kind of were just talking about, 87% versus 73%. Shooting accuracy of 44% was great, though. Good sign going forward. SAFC so they just, only had nine shots. So the problem <coughs> that, that was what I was just about to say, is that, that's only nine shots. So you get four shots on goal in a game, basically. You know, you're, you're not going to have a whole lot of luck. Now he says in his second tweet, uh, SAFC just wasn't getting into the box enough, and when they did, it was always from the left, made it easy for the switchbacks. Gap between uh, midfield and forward was too big, which what led to the poor passing accuracy. And defensively, Seth was consistently given too much space, which continued when uh, Ramiro replaced him, contributing to that goal uh, that we were just talking about. So, uh, I, I think it's a great tweet from Chris. Uh, as you mentioned, he, he, he you know obviously used to. Uh, Be here in San Antonio, out there in Florida, had taken a job with the USL, which he's no longer doing, but very smart when it comes to just tactics and and football. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, my big question is, as we've been talking about this, I feel like for even at the end of last season, about just that single threat left into the corner, crossing into the box, and teams are starting to scheme against that. And We saw it, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, whenever they were playing at home. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like reading a book.
1: It is. It, and that's why, and I sent a tweet to, to the group and, and, you know, I put it out on Twitter on Monday. Austin is a must win in my opinion. I think for an, or I think for the fans, they got to see some improvement. And I don't even think a tie is acceptable. You know, I, you know, I think two points out of the first four was, you know, two and a half at home. Cause let's be honest, I, I think bold stadium is
0: going to be probably a pretty even crowd. I would, I would estimate. I mean, it's, it's like sold out. <laughs> I don't know how much you, Oh yeah. Well, we were just talking cause there's, You know, people from Mission City Firm that um, are still needing some tickets and even the standing room only tickets are like gone. Yeah, so yeah, there's like nothing left. So whether that'll be, you know, an even mix or whether that'll primarily be San Antonio FC, it would really surprise me if the majority of the fans came out there in that sellout crowd and it was Austin Bold fans. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean, that surprised me in a good way that hey you're going to go out there and support the team that you have in place right now and not be some austin mls elitist snob it's too good to go out there and watch a usl team play
1: but i think i think some of the catch with that here and and i know a couple of guys which i'm going to meet you know uh, because you know to share a beer you know share a beer with or an adult beverage you uh, bastard with uh you know with with the enemy With yeah, it's, you know, it's time to make up, you know, it's
0: it's, what's done is done. You were just telling Doc, fuck Diego Restrepo earlier this evening, man. Well, I
1: said we can't be friends this week. (laughs) Well, no, these are the Austin Anthem guy, the MLS guys here. Oh, okay. Some of them are going to go just to kind of see and check it out. So, you know, to, you know, but I don't know if they're going to be there to totally support the bold, if that makes sense.
0: No, that does make sense. But, I mean, you're going to have people that will go there just to see what it's about, the you experience. know, as a spectator. Yeah, not as a fan.
1: But so I, I think that'll be interesting. But I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And, and um, I know you got to wear red and, and which I, you know, there's two matches that's coming up. You know, they want the wear red on the bold one. And then there's another one. I want to say it was against the LAFC uh, coming up, that you, they want to wear red again. So, which is kind of piques my interest on why the red all of a sudden um, is becoming more of a highlighted color, uh, you know, for San Antonio. But because uh, they made
0: a new red shirt that has two tacos on it, <laughs> so now you got to wear red. And I'll, I'll wait to
1: pick that up when it's five bucks. You know, play yeah, out.
0: yeah, it, it'll be there. Believe me, it'll be there. So, but uh, I got some red <laughs> shirts. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it
1: just. To me, what frustrates me is, and you know, you kind of raised a, a good point here. Is we think that the team is talented that they brought in is talented, but the question is, are they really? Um, is what you asked? Is are they really? And I was like, well, yeah, but if you look at the performance on the field, uh, you know, it's not. They're what 14th, sixth? Oh no, they're 16th in the standings. Um, yep. Out of out of eighteen teams, and and technically, you know, you know, it's just goal difference that's keeping them, you know, keeping them up. So, you know, you, you've got to you've got to start you've got to start moving, you know, move them up because you know technically they're sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth to San Antonio, RGV, and the Lights,
0: all with a negative three goal difference. The only reason why we're sixteenth is we've scored more goals. Well, and, you know, I look at it, I just it was like last season, you know, and I'm not saying that we don't have talented players on our roster because we do have talented players on our roster. I mean, you look at guys like Pirano and, uh, you know, he's special. Uh, Guys like Lance Langer, special. Ever Guzman, obviously, is very talented. Um, But, you know, I mean, we we say that we have just this this talented bunch. So if that's the case and it's got to either be coaching and, you know, we need a new head coach or if we're really that talented, why aren't we performing What's like we're nice. better than a mid level table team year after year after year? Where it's like, okay, we're sneaking into playoffs by one game. Okay, we don't make the playoffs. Okay, we lose the first three games. This, like, you're telling me that's just all the coach? Like, I mean, maybe it is, but Powell was there, you know, when we were winning too. Um, so well, had that- one good year where you and if there's only been that- three. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, since we had one good year. year, they got off to a, such a great start. And you had guys like Ibiaga. I mean, you you literally had MLS talent on you. So well, we, we have, Yeah. Yeah. But, so when you say there's talent. Had, in- you had a great half a year on there. But
1: if you really look at, at the second half of, what, 2017,
0: it was a lot more closer to what we're seeing now last year and this year. And, you know, when that started, when Billy Forbes dried up because they kept attacking on the left side of the field and teams just started shutting him down and we couldn't do anything. After and they haven't, they haven't adjusted. In, in two
1: years. And, and to, you know, to me it'll be interesting to see with Billy back because I did see that first game where there was more going, where you had it, where it wasn't just on Lance Lane. Right. But to me, if, if you've got Restrepo who, who has talent, now he's not as quick um, you know, as Billy is a, a, at this stage here, um, why not go up the middle? Why not change something? Why not, you know, bring in, you know, more, you know, like Lang wasn't having a good game. Yeah, Why not bring something in and and, and see if you could get a little bit of a spark. And, and you know, pull I, went them to the, out. I went to the mission city, you know, watch party or, you know, the uh, you know, uh, which was awesome and, and good job by Lee and the gang there. Oh, awesome. You know, it was, it was a fun time. And, It was, you know, it was, you could just, you could just sense the frustration, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, you know, you know, and I think that's, I think, you know, you know, in the pre-show here, you know, you and I were talking about what's different about this year and
0: last year, um, Last year, I think people were a lot more patient. Well, it was Um, phrased, so we were asked just kind of, you know, like last year it was don't panic, don't panic, you know, it's okay. Trust the process. Trust the process, give it time. You know, we have the talent. Um, This is going to be fine. Uh, So the question was just kind of asked to us this year, you know, is it, you know, don't panic or is it it time to kind of start to freak out a little bit? I don't think it's time
1: to panic. But... I don't think the fan base is gonna be as as patient this year.
0: Well see, what do you what do you mean by that though? Because I always always like it, it's like so if the team sucks we're just not gonna support it. Like we're just you know what, I'm gonna boycott SAFC because I, you guys well, are. Well I losing. don't think like no
1: they'll boycott, but I think the fan engagement is lower. This year already on social media than than last year.
0: Oh, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you saw people, and it kind of sucks for the social media team because I, I know Gordaniel was one of them that was like, "I don't want to see any tweets from San Antonio. The Let's video. see this." Was, <laughs> yeah. So the whole social media team is going to take the week off and not work because the team on the field didn't play good.
1: But you tweeted, you mentioned this last well, last I think it was last week here when when Matt was up for save of the week. Yeah. And there were I've no Never votes. seen a San Antonio player get you know, and regardless of position, normally if, if San Antonio FC says put out a vote, they you know San Antonio shows yeah, up sure so. or competes year. at least. Compete. Yeah. I mean, it's close. But we, we weren't even in the ballpark. You no. Know, it was, it, and not saying he had the best you know best save by any means. You know, for that here it but, was a
0: good save. I mean, he didn't have the best game by any means, but it was a quality save.
1: I just, I just think that for this week, it's it's a bit, it's a big week for San Antonio FC. Um, well, because
0: that matchup you just mentioned, yeah, Cardoni and Restrepo right there. I mean, there's got to be a little animosity, you know. I, I don't know. Tier, well, there's a few, yeah. So yo, you for, know, don't Coach Powell
1: that left here, so right.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. So that'll be a reunion. We'll get to see him again. But for Coach Powell, you know, this is definitely going to be a test against some former players who uh, maybe didn't really see eye to eye with him all the time. You know, which we kind of felt like uh, maybe spilled over a little bit uh, last season with Tier Pack and stuff like that. Uh, So it is going to be a huge matchup. I mean, it's it's a must win for several reasons. And, you know, I, I think this year it's a it's a little bit different feeling than last year. You know, last year was a little bit more trust the process and give it time because we had just had a semi-successful season. You know, we had made a a couple game run into the playoffs and everything. And, and, you know, it was, a, it was a little bit different feel kind of heading into the season. Whereas this season, when you look at the experience that they had last season, uh, both on the pitch and off um, and, you know, with front office basically just telling us this whole preseason, this year is going to be different. This year we're committed. This year we're done playing games. It's, put up or shut up, you know, and and that's what we were told all preseason long. They admitted last year wasn't the most positive year for them. Uh, They wanted to do different this year. And so here we are now in this year. And so it's just a little bit different feeling to me than what it was last year uh, at the start of the season. I mean, it's another slow start. So let me ask you this. If San Antonio loses to the bold. Sixth Street Hooligans. Do you think the pressure turns on Powell? I think so. I I, I think the pressure is on Powell this season to produce. I I think Tim Holt is adamant about what he's saying with, you know, we expect results. Um, You saw him bring in the uh, assistant coach, you know, from the Scorpion Coach Marcina. Coach Mm -hmm. Marcina. So I I think all of those were steps to put them in a position where if during the season, this season they need to get rid of him, they have a, a smoother transition kind of already in place for an interim head coach while they look to replace him. I mean, I I don't know the ins and outs of that process, you know, but I I would imagine you'd have an interim head coach until you either selected your next head coach or eventually promoted somebody. Um, You know, last season, if you were to let go of him halfway through, it could have just gotten a whole lot messier.
1: Well, I don't think last year, you know. He was on the seat as much. Yeah, I don't think last year. I I think how the season ended, Mm -hmm. you you know, if you're going to make a change, you you could have been justified.
0: Brought in Lance Lang, though, at the end of this. The way the season ended, though, he made some smart moves, you know, where you almost could justify it in the other way of, okay, let's keep the guy around.
1: And that's why I don't think people had a problem with it. But if they get off with another slow start um, and and talking with some of the 118 guys – you you see a little bit more imprint um, from Coach Marcina on the team here. You know, like Westrepo coming back, um, Forbes I think would have came back. You know, yeah. Either way, either way. Um, you know, from my understanding, Pirano's is a Marcina guy. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, just you know, just just from what I've heard here. So, to me, you can see Coach Marcina's imprint a little bit on on the team this year. To where if they, you know where they do have somebody in place, and, and and I don't want you know I love Coach Powell and he's been nothing but wonderful to us and absolutely and always gracious and you know you know I don't want anybody to lose their job. Don't get me wrong, but you know that's the profession that you're in. Absolutely, uh, you know re- results matter, and um, you know that's that's how you're judged, fair or unfair. Um, but if they start out and and if the bold. You know, win three to one, or you know, you know, something along those lines, where San Antonio UFC is just totally outclassed.
0: I wonder. Oh, I don't think it happens this soon, though. Do Do you think after this week, if it's like a three, even if it's like three to one or four to one, you think Monday morning, Powell doesn't have his job anymore?
1: I think the seat gets extremely warm.
0: I think the seat does get extremely warm. I, I think, it, in my opinion, you know, you, you'd almost make a mark of like a, a halfway point in the season or something like that, and say, look, you know, here's kind of the results that we're expecting, and here's where we want to be, you know, mid-season or, or something like that. I, I think it's pretty early to make that change, but you know, I'm not saying that you're not right. I just, uh, I think it'd be a little bit early for a decision like that for a coaching change. I think you'd probably wait until a little bit later in the season for that. But all
1: that said, in order to get into the playoffs, they're technically only two points out.
0: (laughs) Of course, man. I mean, of of course. But you know, that's that's why I don't want to start getting into too much of the well. If they win the next two games, and you know, this because they gotta see progress, right? Right. And And that's that's what it's about. We didn't really see last year, right? We we
1: got a taste of it, you know, against Phoenix, where they stepped up and they played well.
0: But we saw the Timbers too.
1: Well I don't think they played very well against the t- you know Timbers
0: two or Timbers two. You well, know, they, know. they played okay. It was just that you saw in the Timbers two match where they were already shutting down the box and they weren't going to let that happen. You know, as there far was as, no adjustments. No, no, there, there were no. And that, that's one of the things I think that's always kind of uh, frustrated people a little bit with Pal is you don't really see him adjust much at the half you know you see other teams it seems like it's always the teams that we face that come out in the second half and they look different and they, they put one on us late you know like in phoenix and like now with colorado springs you know it's like it never feels like we're on the receiving end of that halftime adjustment come back out there and we're the different team we're the more aggressive team that's taking it to them at the start of the second half you, you kind of just see that slow startup all over again like it's the first half on repeat so, but no, it's,
1: you know, it's, I think it'll be very interesting. The feedback from the fan base, you know, if it's not a positive result. Uh, because oh, it's going to be bad, you know, because looking at the schedule, they've got the bold this week. They come home and play the light to, you know, coach one. that, you know, they're in a transition, you know, they're, they're, they're at the bottom of the league. Um, you got last dose. The galaxy that's just lost f- what five to one, or, you know, to uh, Real Monarchs this past week. So um, they're you know, you know, they'll either score a bunch or they'll give up a bunch.
0: <laughs> but, um,
1: then you and then they play uh, real, Monarchs. real Monarchs up in in Salt Lake City, which uh, Real's real young, but you know they've got a system. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It's a away trip. And then they come home and play, you know, uh, Tacoma. So if they can get three points here, they could go on a roll, which, you know, then the fan, you know, then it comes to me and, and it's a whole different you know story here. But if they struggle on these next, you know, with this game and these next two games coming up. You know, it, you know, I hate to say it would be a long season because, it, you know, there's still so many games left in the season. But you can't you can't bury yourself like Oklahoma City did last year. Um, they, you know they you know they were you know had four points or you know they, they just buried themselves to where even a great run at the end of the season they just couldn't make up that many points.
0: Well, we and, pretty much did the same thing, you know, where it was like in, unless we were just going to win out, you know, that was really the only guarantee. And, and once we lost kind of that first one there in the in the last four matches or five matches or whatever. You know, we were pretty much all butt eliminated. Um, So you saw it with us as well.
1: And we both said the expectations for this team was top four. Yeah. we're all all game. Even Jose mentioned that it it should be top four. You know, it should should be a home game. Squeaking in, you know, spot nine, ten. You know, yeah, you're making the playoffs on the road, you know, before they're here for the play-in game. But...
0: (laughs) Well, making the dance is the most important thing. I mean, as far as once you once you get to that point. In. Yeah, once you get to that point, it's getting in. But when you talk about what, what are you your expectations to say. Early in the season. Right. And that's what we're doing. And, you know, we go on these stretches. And like you mentioned, these next four games probably are going to be pretty important um, even after this Austin match because you got a couple there at home. So if you really want to get the fans engaged, let's say they go out there and draw with Austin 1-1. You've got two matches at home against Las Vegas Lights and, and like you said, Los Dos. If you can put on a good showing there and get six points and start winning some games at home, I think that's where you're going to see those fans start to get engaged again. And that's why these next four weeks after this Austin Bowl game are so important, because you don't really have any games like this where, you know, the fans are going to be as excited and fired up for, um, you know, Las Vegas Lights at home, LA Galaxy at home obviously are going to be excited for those at home. Real Monarchs is a tough team to beat. Sounders too, you know. That's none of those beating any of those teams. They, they don't get you excited, right? So you know, you almost have to wait until like a New Mexico with Tulsa and RGV a little bit later there uh, in the season towards the end of May you look,
1: the, you look after this start here. And the reason why I think this this is a key stretch in May, you play at New Mexico United, which you know has been a very entertaining and. and you know, a lot of people have high expectations from you play orange County. That's, you know, they're doing a little bit better than us. they got some issues with defense, just like we do Tulsa's top of the league this year. Um, you know, who'd have thought, um, RGV, you know, they're, they're arrivals. So, you know, you throw out records on that Sacramento, Reno, Oklahoma city, all of those are top teams. So, well, really and not just take advantage of this so-called. And I don't want to say easy schedule because we're down at the bottom, so right. it? Right. But if you're looking at, at at points to grab, these are the points that you need to grab if you're going to move up the table. Because when you get you know to New Mexico on the road, RGV on the road, Sacramento on the road. To me, you know, like I said, if you come away with draws, that's that's a good result. You know, you want three points at home and one on the road. If you can if you can pick up the extra two, that's you know that's great. But you've got it. You've got to capitalize on on these on these early schedules here in in April. And you know, like I said here, that's why I think these next these next three games they need to come away with major points out of them. So you you know you know if if they're going to set them up for success and. Um, I know 10 teams qualify for the, you know, quote unquote playoffs, you know, so, you know, even if they, you know, get three points out of it, technically they're not out, but as a fan base, which is engaged, you know, you're, 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 you're already putting yourself, you know, behind the rocks at this point where, you know, you're making your life so much tougher, you know, for the second half of the season, especially when it gets a lot
0: warmer. Well, and like I say, not only that, but if, you know, for when you're at the bottom of the table with matches like these, you know, your rivalry matches and stuff like that, they can really get fans fired up. You're not really going to have another one of those now for, you know, a few weeks. I mean, some people may look at New Mexico and kind of consider that one potentially just because it being kind of in the Southwest. But other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, you don't really have any just huge matchups to just really get the fans fired up you know, and get them out there. So this is kind of your one shot that if you go out there and win this game three to one, I mean, it's for your average fan or whatever, it's probably pretty much going to be forgotten or at least a lot more forgotten the beginning of the season coming home with the victory in Austin and just how sweet that's going to taste.
1: And I know we don't like to say this, but with the commanders drawing 30,000 oh, and providing – providing a fun atmosphere and a winning result.
0: Have you been to one of those games, though? I haven't, no. So, I mean, I've been. I, I know, like, you see all the tweets about how electrifying the atmosphere. And I'm not arguing the attendance numbers. I, You know, I went. It was crazy as far as just the number of fans that are turning out for that team, which is amazing. It's football, though. It's- but it, it's not like that electrifying of an atmosphere. I mean, I, I was bored at times during the game when there wasn't any action. I mean, there's no cheerleaders. There's, there's no, you know, like – mascot. Well, I guess there is a mascot, but there there wasn't much in terms of atmosphere. But to your point, but, you're absolutely right.
1: But it's it's take you know you, you take a family like ours, you know that yeah. you know it you know am I going to take money to go see San Antonio FC or am I going to go see you know the Commanders? Now the Commanders schedule, I think you know, it's pretty much you know, done ends in April. You know, yeah. our next couple of weeks here, so you're not going to have that issue too much, right? But you know, it, it's 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 still. You know, for San Antonio, you know they're trying to, you know, be the second team in San Antonio behind the Spurs.
0: Well, I mean, they're uh, S S E, you know.
1: But you know, if you want to be able to monopolize that, you've got to be able to
0: use it to uh, your advantage, uh, which I use feel it like to they
1: advantage. Don't. And um, it'll, it, you know, to me, I'll be interested to see the turnout for the lights because uh, it is Spurs night. So, um, you know, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens. I know, you know, they got an opportunity to. Uh, see the the Spurs uh, championship trophies, and, and Matt Bonner is going to be there, which uh, I think's awesome to see. You know, you know, he was on the show with a, a pregame show with Cardoni a couple weeks ago, and you could tell he had no clue about the game
0: at all. <laughs> so
1: it'll it'll be interesting to see him, you know, kind of come out and and, and you know, experiencing, and hopefully they'll be able to put on a good sight. And um, we've known before that uh, you know, a couple of times that you know, anytime a Spurs player is in um it tends to get highlighted throughout the crowd a little bit uh will
0: come highlight. out a little or show them kind of yeah definitely so
1: i think that'll be the the interesting aspect of of, of the lights game and you know i'm looking forward to you know seeing Eric quinaldo um a us men's national team coach and uh, legend coaching the uh, uh the lights uh, i think that'll be uh, you know for me kind of entertaining to, to be able to see and um i'd love the opportunity to be able to shake his hand and say hi just you know you know that would be kind of cool but uh probably won't get that opportunity but uh you know what we'll, we'll see but Anything else that you want to, you know, hash or unhash with SAFC? There's I don't know. There's not a lot of
0: positives try Cardoni, you know, having some some good saves. So that was, you know, nice to see. Uh but yeah, no, I just it's still super early. And uh, you know, maybe a coaching change is in order. Maybe it just isn't working out. You know, sometimes those relationships it can be an amicable breakup where you say, Look, you know, we tried this. We tried to make it work, and it, it's just not working out, you know. And like you said, I think the world of Coach Powell. I think he's a very intelligent individual. If you ever talk to him, you know, in person, face to face, he's a great guy. He's an open book. You ask him anything, you know. People he's want awesome. to bash him. It's like, go, go say it to his face, man. Just go ask him. You know, he'll tell you. will tell you what he thinks. But um, yeah, no, he, uh, he he's he's a class act. So I'd, I'd hate to see him go. But I mean, something has to change with this team. Obviously, you know that they changed the roster up quite a bit. Um, That hasn't really done too much uh, after the first few games, and and teams kind of started seeing that, you know, we're the same old team with just new faces. So,
1: so the only other thing that I could think of, and which would be, is how the team is made, and and we've kind—I think everybody says Pirano is special. But does he fit the makeup of the team on how he currently run the team? And, and that's the thing that I struggle with to where, you know, from a tactics aspect, if you're just going to go down the wings, and I know he kind of makes up a little bit for Billy, you know, on, on the side there, you know, being a little bit more defensively. But I think what we need – to me what we need to do is, is try to go, you know, more up the middle, go more direct – with his talent, with, with you know, with his ability to, to pass the ball. Um, I, I want to see something a little bit more different than that. I want to see Guzman more in the box than, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, with the Colorado Springs match that I saw is he would be out on the wings uh, receiving the pass, but there was nobody that was coming in the up middle. middle. Yeah, And, you know, we don't have that that, that Frank Tayu big body that can come in late That that can kind of poach, that can kind of Mm -hmm. poach the goals and, you know, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where (sighs) I I just want to see something different, you know, and, you know, with Billy coming back, I think that will balance out the offense a little bit better this week.
0: Um but I don't know if Pirato really fits the style of play that San Antonio tries to play because they do kind of try and play that counterattack, you know, where they don't really play possession very much. Um, They're not really a fast team by any means. You know, you can see Pirato playing more with a team that was more, you know, speed, techers, your, your one-on-ones. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but like you said, I, I think he fits in with the roster, just not really with the scheme, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But, you know, uh, I mean, even Pirano, though, and, and his attacks up the middle, you know, he's he's a great player, but, you know, when he gets swarmed, which is what most teams will do to a player that's small like that, that has mm-hmm. good footwork, is just swarming. Because when you hang on to the ball for as long as he does, I've said this before, you're not going to get calls for getting hacked. When guys are hitting you in the ankles and you're not getting rid of the ball – Refs just aren't going to call it, you know, because he's, it's it's his style of play. It's almost what he's asking for. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think his attack gets shut down real easy, too, when he starts taking everybody one-on-one because they just swarm him. And he doesn't always give the ball up. He does sometimes right. hold on to it for too long. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the biggest knocks on Billy, too, is Billy will – position himself where he just has no angle on goal, you know, right there on that touchline, and that there's just not really any attack to it. It just kind of fizzles out. Now, sometimes when he's able to cut it back, he can put one on frame, but sometimes you just wish it passed the damn ball and get rid of yeah. it, you know, so... But we'll have to wait and see kind of what scheme they can come out with because, yeah, right now it's like either Perano tries to take everybody one-on-one or, you know, you pass the Lance Lang over there in the left corner and try and cross it and see what happens. But, I mean, those are basically our two modes of attack. It would be nice if you could see something more in the middle, you know, with, with Guzman up top, you know, and Billy Forbes back. And, you know, you had talked about maybe potentially even running like a, a – a, four three3 three or something like that just to try and get more guys forward because it's frustrating at times when you see that open ball and, and nobody's there on the other side to receive it you know do you if Jameson's out do you anticipate that they're gonna bring
1: Bruce back possibly
0: I don't know if they would bring Bruce back um you know obviously they Lancing yeah I mean I we've heard uh, It depends on how much time I guess he's going to miss because, you know, right now you got Ethan Bryant that's uh, also going to be out probably another few weeks with his lower body injury. So I don't anticipate him coming back uh, anytime immediately. But he wouldn't be a forward either, though, so... No, but I just mean in terms of, you know, bodies and stuff like that because you've got Guzman up top right now, obviously, so you're kind of taking care of there for your your forward roles. But unless they start, you know... That's all
1: you have, though, now.
0: But that's all they send. I mean, that's all they run is with one forward. So how many four? You know, I mean, I, I... Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Alex Bruce come back. If
1: we're we're looking to have a a change there, they don't. With Jamison out, I don't. Assuming that he's out, you know, you know, um, you know, with what it looked like, he, you know, you know, just you know, being the TV doctor, you know, when you're coming out 18th minute, yeah, it's usually not a good sign. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming he's going to be out this game. Um, unless it was just a knock and, and you know he got it massaged out and, and stuff like that, but you know they were looking, um, you know, in the lower body area. So the, that's my concern is up front. Really, they only got one forward left. You know, I know they list Billy, but Bill you know, you know, Billy's more you know on on the wings. Um,
0: That's true. No, I mean, that, that that is a good point. I mean, that you don't really have a whole lot of depth there with uh, Bruce up there and Lansing still. Um, I feel like you could probably throw Billy up top and he would be okay, you know, if you had to. I don't know if we'll see that, um, but...
1: Yeah, I think I think that they either have to look at bringing Bruce back or look at you know depending on the injury if it's just a one or two week sure I think you can kind of get by but if it's going to be more of a longer term issue me I I think you're going to have to look at you know possibly opening up another roster spot for somebody Um, you know you know playing forward and and, you know that to me that'll be something to kind of look out for here is. yeah, and hopefully Jamison's you know healthy, and it was just you know kind of an on knock, and stinger
0: or something. Knock.
1: Yeah, um, but just on how he was walking off, and, and you know just just how they were looking at him, it, you know, it, it didn't look like just a you know silly knock. It, you know, looked like it you know could have been something a little bit more serious, but uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, only time will tell. Uh, yeah, you're right. There a little thin if if he is going to miss any significant time.
1: But uh, any final thoughts? Uh, You know, I know this was a, you know, a positive and and really happy episode. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey it wasn't as bad as what some of them were last season where you felt like there for about a whole month all we were doing was just bashing everything on the club and it was like can we find anything positive to focus on
1: so oh i that, know i didn't tweet as much this week as i normally do i just it was just it was one of those you know I hey i said hey austin is is a must win and I just left it at that. That is just one of those where, you know, I, I talked a little bit on, you know, you know, Hawkman's tweet, I responded back as like, you probably could have tweeted that tweet last year in, in the second half of 2017. And, you know, and then he kind of responded back. Yeah, that, you know that, that's kind of his concern so far with the team as well. But um, and know final thought for me, you know, like I said here is, uh, safe travels uh, to everybody heading up. I know Mission City is tr- is uh, trying to get a party bus to, to go up. Uh, so if, if you, you know, go on I think, Facebook supporter uh, page mm-hmm. um, for San Antonio FC, they have details. I um, know they're trying to get 30 to 40 people on the bus. Uh, you know, uh, Today's the time. last
0: day for that, too. Oh, so, you, Well, I mean, like, Miho needs the money for the bus, like, today. So, yeah, I think today's basically the last day for sign up. So, uh, if you are so, watching live... Might off, be a little bit late. <laughs> to, <laughs> but seriously, safe, safe travels, though, for everybody heading up 30. But, 40. yeah,
1: and, and like I said here, have fun. And like I said here, you know, I know... Um, you know, you know, for individuals like myself, we're a little bit sour on Austin, but you know, they are, you know, fans up there as well. And, um, yeah, there's something just up there, go have fun and, and, you know, support, you know, support the teams. And I'm sure there'll be some adult language that goes back and forth and, and, you know, just keep it clean and friendly. And, um, you know, of course, safe travels back, uh, from, uh, Elroy as a, as the Anthem guys like to say, um, you know, out of Coda, So, uh, uh you know, it, it'll be fun. And, and like I said here, you know, pay respects uh, yeah. to Diego, uh, you know, and uh, Tear pack for their service here. But, uh, you know, they are uh, on the opposing team. So I will have no problem booing them. And <laughs> they,
0: in their you know, own stadium. stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so, they get uh, a boo in their own stadium. That would be great. So, I would support but, that.
1: You, you, I don't know if you saw the uh tweet, uh, I uh, forget, was it from Doc? You know, Doc, yeah, La Doc yeah, the Yankee, Doc, about how he's kind of torn this week, because yeah, I oh, yeah, oh, yeah, to his son. Um, and, and I completely understand that. And I was like, You can't be nice to Diego this week, he's like, uh,
0: you know, too late, like, I'm already wearing his jersey and taking <laughs> pictures. And, oh, he's gonna be cheering, it's like, for I want
1: him. a tie, and I'm like, Yeah, no, no, <laughs> so, but no. uh uh and insane goes with you know I know some of uh, the you know Raz, i think's going up in, in a tear pack jersey that she had so uh, burn it it's awesome that uh you know we said here they made a great impression but uh let's not forget uh, san antonio needs the three points and and you know like said here after the game before the game we can all have you know some adult beverages and um you know play nice but uh you know during that 90 plus minutes you know uh you know it's it's It'll be a battle, and and I anticipate this to be a very carded game, we'll just say, uh, for it here, but uh, I'm going to go 3-1 San Antonio, I think, is my final thought. I'm, you know, maybe drinking too much of the Kool-Aid here, but... uh, That's not Kool-Aid, sir. <laughs> it, is not, it, it is a yeah, I about but, to say that. I mean, how much of vodka you got in that thing, dude? But uh, I'm gonna go three-one. I, I I think that'll have that. And yeah.
0: I'd love to see three goals under strippa uh, And
1: you know, I know that will be uh, just. Uh, I hate to see the fallout if San Antonio loses. You know, especially if Matt has a bad game. Mm-hmm. It will not be a pretty sight.
0: Yeah, and I just want to read out here. We had a, a tweet come through on a Periscope from Metal Driven Soul, and they just commented, "Every year we get a group of talented players who seem to never be able to sync up on the pitch. Every year we cut some of these players who end up doing very well for other clubs. Mm-hmm. When do we start to point the finger at coaching development instead of just cutting the players?" And you know, That's what yeah, it we kind of hit it at. So, I mean, we definitely uh, highlighted that. We don't um, want to call out Coach Pal because,
1: like, like said here, but. It's Results time. matter, as as I mentioned. You know, it's
0: so. I did have one final thought, though. Um, mm-hmm. Beard versus beans is kicking off. Um Go check out their their page uh, at the Alzheimer's Association. Um, I know they're going to be at some different spots uh, selling medals and stuff like that. So if you see some retweets come through for the uh, Beard versus Beans thing, uh, we'll talk to them some more before uh, some of their events that are coming up with the 5K. And then they have a .5K if running's not your thing. And you'd rather just do a, a half of a kilometer race. Um, I hear the decimal is going to be really small. and It'll be a really big five. And then the K, so it'll look like you did a 5K. But uh, those guys are are really doing some cool stuff for the Alzheimer's Association here. in Oh, I haven't told you this. What? So,
1: AJ and Anna are in a mileage club. Okay. I mean, NISD has their 5K running up. I got an email today saying that uh, they've got to have a parent if they're going to be in it. So, guess who's going to be doing the 5K?
0: All right, Harry. (laughs) Let's get it, buddy
1: yeah so that'll be we may I may be absent You know, <laughs>
0: if, we're, if we can't find you we know what's going on we'll send somebody to help but as always we will yeah. see you guys up there in Austin thank you again for tuning in and all that good stuff we appreciate your support here uh, on the roundtable uh, Harry thank you for joining me this evening and,
1: and um, one last thing fuck instead of fuck RGV It's Fuck Austin this week.
0: Fuck Austin. This is the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. (laughs) We out.